And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where us trash boys get together to talk everything professional wrestling, sports, entertainment, mainly focusing on the good and the bad, what we like, what we don't like, what's going currently that we'd like to do better. We hit you with some daily, weekly news if there's anything exclusive to report, anything newsworthy. And, uh, you know, kind of jump right into it. Your boy right here, Nick Anicelli, one half, you know, one of the trash boys here doing our thing, uh, here to talk. As we said the other day, our War Games reactions now. Last night we had a phenomenal show, um, you know, pretty much bangers from start to finish for the most part, which we'll be diving into. But, yeah, you know, enough about me. You know, I just want to pass off. How you doing today, Lou? How you doing? Pretty cool, man. Lou from the BX, you know, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash, Trash Boy Numero Dos, here with you on this lovely afternoon. And uh, yeah, we're just going to go over this War game show, which we had. Um, pretty good show, honestly. It didn't, like, it's funny, the the when we made our uh, prediction show, I was thinking it might be one of the top shows of the year. I don't know if I feel that way about this show, but it was a good show for me. Um, really, there was only one match on here that kind of brings my grade down, and I'll we'll, we'll give you guys a grade at the end of the show. But overall, man, I really enjoyed the show. I think the, the what, what we got, you know, four out of five matches being really good is is it's a pretty good fucking show. Yeah, and um, I agree with you. You know, we kind of alluded. If you're if you listen to our pre-show, you probably already know what match we're alluding to on the same page of that. But kind of liked where that was placed, though, because it was like banger, banger, eh, banger, banger. You know what I mean? So I thought that was smart. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the show from legit start to finish. I really enjoyed it. You know, kept my attention the whole time. Just phenomenal. Uh, and I was happy about it because we were saying it on the last show when we've said it before, I hate when I get excited, really excited for a show and it lets me down. I feel I was very excited for this. Um, especially once triple H shared that video of William Regal saying war games, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Cause as you know, wrestling, they're very good friends in real life. Um, so I thought that was just really cool. You know what I mean? Uh, seeing that. And yeah, I probably said war games like 10 times just randomly yesterday, but yeah, I very, uh, very much indeed enjoyed this show last night i think we were saying it too that was the last uh pay-per-view of the year for the two major companies as we would say and i think 2022 has just been great with pay-per-views it's finished strong so yeah definitely enjoyed it last night man definitely yeah man it was uh definitely a definitely highly enjoyable show one of the again for this being one of the for this being uh the last show basically last pay-per-view of the year last premium live event of the year um, yep they ended it strong they ended the year strong man again wasn't as you know as far as like no big return no big you know they did play out an angle on the show but again very solid show so i'd rather have them end with a solid show than end with a dud you know what i mean so um and they started this match off which in a way which i i thought was smart and which i think we actually thought last week they should start which is the uh the women's war game match started to show off, which again is pretty smart. Cause we're like, we were saying, you don't want to have back to back war games matches. So, um, starting the, starting the show off with, uh, 
team damage control versus team Bel Air. Uh, gotta say, man, I really enjoyed this match. It was, uh, I think there's only, this is only the second women's war games match. If I'm not mistaken, I think there was only one other, um, I'm trying to make sure that's right. I think, I think that, I think there was, there's been like three or four. Cause I remember they really? made some reference to it with Dakota Kai. Cause I know the coat. Oh, shit, man. They, they've they've all blurred in together to yeah. me then. Because I honestly I feel like there's only been that one. Yeah, I know what you mean though. But um oh wait, there was one with uh Oh no, but that was the one I'm thinking of, the one with um the four the horsewoman. Uh um I can't remember anybody's name right now. Um <laughs> the freaking uh wow bro, I can't remember her name. This the one they did in twenty nineteen? With Rhea and yeah, Rhea yeah. was in it. Bianca was in it, and they were they were facing off against um, Gonyo man, uh, Shayna Baszler, Shayna fucking Baszler, and her fucking little crew there. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like that's the only one I remember. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, they started off with this match, and honestly, I I really enjoyed it. I um, I liked the fact that they. It was kind of funny as we were watching and we we're texting each other. We're like, yo. <clears throat> they're like doing all the spots that we called. Like Nikki came in, she started throwing all the trash into the ring. And then Bailey came in and she started literally doing the same yeah. thing with tables. Round of applause. You nailed that one right there saying Bailey. Well, the yeah, I picked Nikki because obviously she's the X factor. She's the crazy one. But you picked uh, Bailey and Bailey basically did the same thing. She came out and she immediately went under the ring, started grabbing tables. So I got a kick out of that. Um, I got a kick out of EO jumping off of something high again. Um, I'm so glad that we did not get a twisted blist off the top of the cage because I was very worried that we were going to see something like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel like it was, uh, it was almost like a showcase match for Becky though. Like everything kind of built up to Becky getting in there and kind of just like bringing it on home, which is fine. Cause she's probably the biggest star in the ring. You know what I mean? It's Becky Lynch. It's the man, Becky Lynch, of course, which, uh, I said I wanted to see the man back, and they gave us the man. Back. They announced her as the man, <clears throat> which I was very happy about because on Friday, um, Michael Cole was like, uh, War Games is getting big time. And I was like, ah, fuck. So it's <laughs> this big time Becky Lynch shit, but they announced her as the man on the show. So um, very, very much enjoyed that. Uh, one spot in the match that I was it kind of – I was like, oh no, they're gonna do this, and then they like didn't do it. Was they were doing that whole build up in the corner? Yeah, where, I was like, really shocked about that. Yeah, where Bianca comes in and kind of, and I had mixed emotions about it because I'm like, we already saw Bianca do this shit, like, but it was on NXT, so not how many people on the you know who watch main roster have actually seen that. So I yeah. was like, okay, I get why they're doing it. They're gonna do it again, and then they didn't do it, which I was actually kind of like, that's actually pretty cool. How they did gave you a callback without actually doing it. So um I enjoyed the match very much. Uh what'd you think about it? Yeah, I thought it was a great way to start off the show. They started off hot. Um I was really shocked that Bianca started the match too, to be honest. Um I wasn't I would have thought it would have maybe been like Asuka or Alexa. Um, you know, they all had some good spots. Even Mia Yim had some cool spots where she like dove in between the ropes, in between the rings and yeah. slammed with the garbage can thought it was funny in a 
if you watch, like as we said, NXT, they kind of revisited that EO spot with the garbage can where they put it on her. So that yeah. was funny. You saw a lot of high spots in this one. Uh, Nikki Cross went up top. EO went up top. Bianca went off the top. Um, the women there, they just they just performed on all levels. I liked how they kind of protected Rhea with uh, Asuka hitting her with the miss. So it's like, all right, well, yeah. like she's just out, out. Um, yeah, just so many good spots in general. I thought it was really clever what they did with the table too with Bianca. Like granted, Bianca's strong enough to move it, which she did, but pushing her back with that, I thought they were going to put someone through. So, you know, just their creative minds definitely showed in this one. And, you know, like some people are like, well, I think damage control should have gotten the win, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm happy Bianca to win, but now it's like, what's next? That's what, so that's what I kind of like with feuds like this in general is, What's next? So who's next for Bianca? And I, like I said, I kind of dabbled, skipped through the press conference, and then just seeing highlights on Twitter. They asked, like, who would you want to face at Mania? And the first one she said was Rhea and then Charlotte. So it'd be cool to see one of them next because, you know, she's going to have a match at the Rumble, I would assume. So seeing that. but So it's nice to see what's next with her. But, man, Bianca just performed. Like, all these girls, I thought, in my opinion, all showed out in their own way. Even uh, Alexa and Nixie, uh, Nikki with the handcuffs and all yeah. that. Like, I thought that was a cool little spot. Because when Nikki brought those in, I couldn't tell what they were. Because I feel usually the handcuffs are silver, and those ones were black. Yeah. It kind of almost looked like a chain. Yeah, exactly. So I couldn't tell what it was. I thought a chain, which made sense with kind of Nikki's character. And then when they did it, and then Alexa kind of went in on it, like, you could tell they all did their thing. I thought it was funny though when Alexa was running to the ring, how she picked up the cord and like went <laughs> under. She didn't want like a Titus O'Neil moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a a phenomenal match. Definitely a hot way to kick off the show. Um, you know, and I thought it was cool they did it with both matches. I don't know if they did it in the past, but I've said it here before. I'm a big fan of uh, I believe her TV name Samantha Irvine or whatever. Uh, the SmackDown announcer. That's with Ricochet. Girls yeah. got pipes yeah i mean like oh, I thought she, she was going so ham good. last night he did so good with the whole like and war games i was oh, like she was going ham last night with that she was super extra with it i could see her sticking around for a long time like yeah you know i mean like she's and she sings like she's kind of like the modern day lillian garcia like, yeah to be honest or she can be so just like i love that how i waited for that like yeah and then how are we not going to talk about Rhea doing pull-ups in the cage? Is that the video you shared? Of Shout Tony out Andre to that cameraman. Shout out to that cameraman who caught that and did not move the camera either. He stayed on that shit. Um, again, we try not to be, you know, misogynistic or anything like that on this show. The show's for everybody. I don't want anybody to feel left out, but bro. Rhea Ripley is a different kind of individual. That There's just something that we've never seen before. It's almost like it's almost like China, but more feminine, which is a weird way to say because Rhea just, I don't know, bro. I'm not, I'm not about to sit here and write a Rhea Ripley love letter, but she's the bomb, bro. So yeah. everything she does is that everything that she does has like a hint of sexuality to it. It's like she does, she's not even trying to do it. It just happens. Like, like everything, know. everything she does. I saw people tweeting like, "Damn, I wish I was those bars." <laughs> like people, yeah, like well, they find a way to make everything, I guess, sexual with Rhea. Yeah, like, it's everything she does has some type of sexuality to it. But everybody turns into a simp when they see Rhea Ripley. It's hilarious. It's so um, 
But look, we both uh, we both both our picks came through on this one. We both picked Team Bianca to take this match. Um, I feel like that was the right call. Uh, obviously, you're not gonna have Becky Lynch come back in her first match, and they're gonna take an L. They could have, but I don't uh-huh. think that would have been the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? She came out, she had the big spot, she got the pin. That brings her back and puts her in the forefront, so she can either start beefing with Bianca if she wants. I don't think they should do that. Um, I think uh, Becky Lynch should be a face for a while. She can go back to being the man, which I enjoy. So, um, yeah. yeah, and there's still plenty that they can get out of this. There's, now you got Rhea Ripley involved in the angle too. So, yeah. So, and- I want your thoughts on this because, as I kind of alluded to at the conference, another clip I saw. And people have been wanting to see it for a while. So just initial thoughts or reactions if you'd like it. How would you feel if they went with Becky staying as a face fighting Ronda? I mean, would you would you be cool yeah. with that? Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, because Becky, like- Becky said like her goal is to – Bianca's main goal was to main event Mania again but on night two. And Becky's was to be a two-time Rumble winner. Yeah. Uh, which I could see Becky winning the Rumble and facing Ronda. So, like, if that were to happen, Becky wins the Rumble. Granted, they haven't had that many women Royal Rumble matches yet, but for yeah. her to win another one and fight Ronda, I'm honestly cool with it because I think they can do it good. Yeah, I want to see that because the whole time they had their feud going before, you could tell that Vince was trying to protect Ronda, like, at all costs, putting them in a three-way match. So that like she doesn't actually take the pinfall, but still loses the belt. So they could do the Becky two belts thing. Even the the pin was like a fluky yeah. pin. It wasn't like she hit her finisher and bam. It was like a fluke. You know what I mean? So you could tell that they were protecting her. But I feel like there's really only a couple women who can bring, and we'll talk more about Rhonda later, but there's only a few women who can actually bring the best out of Rhonda. And I feel like that's Becky, Charlotte. And maybe Sasha. I don't really remember Sasha wrestling Ronda too many times that I can think of on the top of my head. But she always has a pretty good match with Charlotte. And she always has a pretty good match with, you know, Becky Lynch. So I feel like those are the ones who you want to put her in there with. Because yeah. they can play the physical with Ronda and it actually seems like it's it's a thing. Because when you exactly. have someone else trying to be physical with Ronda and Ronda's making faces like... You know, that doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't no. exactly help. You know what I'm saying? So I like that idea. I think they should go with that. Put her on SmackDown and let her go after, obviously, because especially with Ronda being the heel now, for sure she's a heel. That's a perfect setup they can do for Mania. Yeah. And then, yeah, so cool. Glad. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, what did we have next on the card? So after this match, we had our AJ Styles versus Finn Balor one-on-one match. Um, I very much enjoyed this match. I thought it was as good as I was expecting it to be. Um, and I think that they can get a lot more out of this. Uh, I would love to see another match. I'd like to see titles involved, but there's only so many titles in the company. So, you know, there's only so much you can do with that, but I think they had a fucking really good match. And, um, both of us picked Finn Balor to win this match and we were both wrong. Yep. AJ Styles actually pulled this one out, and he and what I liked about it is that he pulled out the match, and there was not interference, there wasn't no schmas, there wasn't no bullshit. It was a phenomenal forearm, one, two, three, like actual finishes on pay per views is just something that should be a regular thing. And I know that sounds stupid because duh, right? That's what yeah. you want to see. 
But a lot of times you get these fluky wins and losses, and it's like, don't do this shit on a pay-per-view, bro. Do that on TV. Give me an actual finish. And they gave us an actual finish. So even though I was wrong with my pick, not mad at all. Yeah, same. I, I think we said it. I think we kind of both agreed on the last show, if not over text. Like, we're cool if AJ wins this. Um, I thought they had a great match. Um, I get some people are saying, like, some like it, some don't. I'm personally liking the constant Bullet Club references. Like, I think Michael Cole did, like, a whole ass thing about it, like, referencing it. And I think it's cool. Like, I get it. People are like, oh, we get it. Um and I like what you said with the finish because I felt if this was booked under a Vince McMahon thing, especially because they're both in groups, this would have been a DQ oh, yeah. or a fluky finish. I thought I got a pop when Anderson was looking at Dom and Dom turned around and Gallo just like uppercutted him. I got a <laughs> pop out of me maybe because, I don't know, I'm envious of Dom because of Rhea, as we were just saying. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought these two put on a great match. Um the Finn Balor mask in the entrance was different. I'm kind yeah. of adjusted to it. I like it, but I see the corniness at the same time. It's weird. I'm like 50-50 on it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great match. Um, I think, they, as you said, they can continue to play this. I think it was a big win for AJ, like a needed win, because he was one I was kind of worried about in the Triple H regime, not in not in like that he'd get buried and buried and buried, but as we've said before, like every company and every CEO has their guy or girl, and that's fair to have like who you like. It's very obvious Finn's a Triple H guy. You know what I mean? He's been yeah. very like the gold black and gold days. So I could see him being like, well, you know, AJ's been established because AJ's been pretty protected in my eyes since being in WWE. So that's why I was kind of leaning that way, Judgment Day. But I'm happy because now it makes the OC look good. Because, yeah, this had nothing to do with Gallows or Anderson, but they're still tied to AJ Styles. Right. You know? Um, yeah, I definitely think we could – I don't think this one's done yet, which I'm cool with. I just would like to – because one thing we haven't got yet – and I think it might happen. I guess we'll maybe see tomorrow. I could definitely see them doing like an intergender match, throwing Rhea and Mia into it now too, which yeah. I kind of want to see that. I'm like a Raw. You know, that doesn't have to carry out to the Rumble. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really good. Uh, one thing I liked, and I don't know, I, I don't think they'll allude to it, but this is my wrestling mind. I thought it was cool how when Finn hit AJ right before the forearm, because of the two rings, it kind of saved AJ. Then he got up and went. Yeah. And hit him with it. So I thought that'd be cool if they referenced that. That might be a huge reach on my end, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was good. I thought these two put on a great match. These two are just yeah. Great. Yeah, and again, I I I'd like to see more. I don't know if this thing, because again, WrestleMania is in April, so I don't know if they can kind of carry this thing for like another four or five months. Yeah, it'd be hard. To get it to Mania, but I think if they could, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Hell in a Cell match in Mania or on Mania one of those nights and just having all of them in there. Like five on five gang warfare in a Hell in a Cell, Mia Yim and Rhea, just throw them in there. Um, <laughs> I would like that shit because it would be different. It would be super different to have like an intergender Hell in a Cell match. That's, that would be crazy. Um, they'd have to plan it properly and like do the spots properly and all that shit. But I I would like to see that. I just don't know if they can take that all the way 
you know. How how would you feel about seeing Rhea Ripley again hit with a phenomenal forearm? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I and it's funny because like you know like I think we saw that video of what was it uh, Minoru Suzuki uh, Suzuki oh, yeah. sorry and Oscar like be, like I don't want to see anything like yeah, that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I I'm wouldn't want to see anything up. like that. Don't get me wrong, but Rhea and Mia are probably two of the women on the roster who are best suited to take uh you know uh what's the oc's finisher oh my god is it like magic killer yeah the magic killer or that or even on the other end like i could see mia taking a coup de gras or you yeah. know what i mean or a 619 Oof. or you know That'd what i mean like, rough. they're perfect for those spots yeah i'm glad you brought that up uh if you guys uh anyone who doesn't know uh oscar the wonderful oscar in 2013 and well in the past, she was wrestling in Japan. Her name was Kana. And she had wrestled a match with this dude, Minoru Suzuki. And apparently, because this video surfaced uh, a couple days ago, I'd never seen it before. Um, and this popped up on my feed. And then, like, it made me sick. Like, it literally made me sick. Like, I was like, I can't. This is not cool, bro. Uh, and I, people in the in the Twitter comments were like, oh, this is fucking awesome. This is cool. I said, nah, bro, this, this shit's not cool. Um, so it was... Minoru Suzuki had her down on her back and he was just elbowing her in the face and not, you know, WWE elbows. He was elbowing her in the fucking face. And apparently she told him, don't hold back. I want you to fucking hit me and get physical and whatever. And apparently she was fine with it. I have a hard time believing that after the match, she was fine with that because I watched that shit. And I couldn't even finish the clip like I and I don't want to sound like a bitch, but I like I, I didn't finish the clip. I watched it for like, like 10, 15 seconds. And the shit was like 45 seconds long. I was like, uh, nah, bro, this is not it, bro. I can't fucking I can't do this shit. So, yeah, you know. same. I, I don't support that. Whether they're both cool, they're like, if you came to me and I'm the booker, I'm like, no, like, no way. Yeah, like I. I don't hate intergender wrestling. I'm not, but I'm not, again, I'm not the biggest fan of it either. Um, it's been done right. You know, I've seen it done right. Like, obviously, Tessa Blanchard is someone who we really don't talk about anymore because of her actions, but she had a fucking match um, with Sammy Callahan in Impact when she won the title, and it was a good match. Like, it was actually <laughs> believable. She came off as a complete badass, and he didn't get hurt by it. He actually, you know, he took an L to someone who just beat him. Like, she she did enough to beat him. It wasn't like she dominated him or anything like that. So, I've seen it done. But something like that is just, I can't, I can't fuck with that. So, again, going back to this fantasy booking here, um, I would like to see an intergender, intergender, I can't say that word for some reason, <laughs> intergender cage match. Because um, I think WWE would be able to do it in a way where everybody's safe and mm -hmm. uh, they would make it look good. So. Uh, yeah, great match. Again, great match. Super finish. Glad the finish was clean. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Before we get into this next match, there was one thing on the show that was sprinkled throughout the show that I really, 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 really liked. And other companies could take a page from WWE's book and do this. They were playing these vignettes. Vignettes. I don't know. How do you say that word? Vignettes. You know that word? Vignettes. Vignettes. They were playing these vignettes for different superstars throughout the show. They did one for Charlotte. Um, Cody. They, yeah, they they did they did a couple of them. 
And they were like two, three minutes long. And it was just like talking about their history and where they came from and their, you know, their skill set and everything. Every single one of those was awesome. Like, I really like when they do that because, you know, Charlotte's not here. Everyone knows who Charlotte is. But it's like you sprinkle shit like that in there and you're just like, hey, remember? Remember Charlotte? She's still she's still around. You know what I'm saying? You never know when you might see her pop back up. And it's nice when they when they sprinkle those things in there. And they're always very they're done very well, like from a production value up, like view set. Um, I just really enjoyed those. And I and I wish other companies would kind of do more of that to kind of build up the people who you don't get to see that much. Cause some some people, you know, like for instance, I won't talk about the other companies, but like Shinsuke, where the fuck is Shinsuke at? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's hurt. He's just not on TV. But you know, playing things like that will still kind of let you know, hey, this dude's here and he's done really cool shit. And, you know, he may be back. He may not. Who knows? But he's here. So it's like I, I really enjoy those. Yeah, no, I think they're I think they're really cool. I think it, you kind of hit it right on there. Like it does. It lets you not forget who these people are and things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely good. There's one thing you can't deny about WWE. It's like productions. Like, oh, video, yeah. like even that intro with Ozzy in the beginning, and then yeah. you watch the 24s and everything. They, they they do so good with like production and all that stuff. You know, they uh they just constantly, I think like deliver. And obviously that comes with the years of experience from the company and the constant documentaries and things like that. But it's like. Like it's good. Like you're you're not gonna watch a special on them, and it's just, the production value is not going to be bad. Um, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're cool, and I like them too because like we always kind of like the bathroom break too, in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you don't want to sit there because like we know who Charlotte is, we're not gonna yeah. forget. Oh, cool! I have to go get a snack, or I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Right. Like I kind of like the not. All right, now this, now this, now this, now this, now this, where I don't want to move. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing those much more than seeing those goddamn four minute. Hey, let's go over the entire feud that you've been watching every week anyway. Let's show it to you again, like four times. Like, dude, like before the match, okay, I get it. But sometimes, like in other pay per views, bro, they'll play those fucking promos like four times. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to see this shit four times, bro. We're already here. We're watching the show. Let's just see it now. Yeah, for real. So with that, we're going to go into our probably, I think we're in agreement here. This is our kind of low point of the night here. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that this match is kind of getting panned because I was just talking about how like people need to leave Shotzi alone. And, um, and, and honestly, I don't feel like this match being bad was her fault totally, but she definitely wasn't the right person to put in there with Ronda Rousey, bro. She's just mm-hmm. not. She's she's not. They again. There's only a few women I think who can hang with Ronda, and 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 I think also it's kind of like a Brock thing where she has to like respect the person at least on a physical level to to work with them. Like I think that's a thing with Ronda, and I'm not saying she doesn't respect Shotzi, but I don't think she feels like. You're on my level type shit. So she's not exactly giving her everything. Like there was one spot where um she tried to do the out the 
she tried to do like a cradle DDT from the from the rope to the like outside apron, and this bitch literally just fell. <laughs> she just she just fell, and like I was looking back at it, and it's like, oh, bro, but Ronda didn't even like she held the rope. Yeah, like you can see Ronda held the rope, like she didn't even try to like fall with her. So Shotzi just looked like a fucking like a sandbag. She literally just fell to the goddamn ground. It's like that's not. That's not a good look, man. Like that that shit stuff like that doesn't bode well. And you know, again, I hate that this keeps happening to Shotzi because she's a very nice person and everything, but not a very good match, my friend. Not a very good match. Yeah, I only got two pros on it. One, I think how long has Shotzi been doing the pyro coming from the tank? I think that's kind of cool. To I haven't seen that before, actually. I think before she was throwing shirts out, like a balled-up yeah, shirt. Yeah, shirts. So I remember the dart even. I saw. I thought that was cool. And then I, as much as I didn't want this match to go on long, I'm happy she didn't get like completely buried. Um, I do right. like that. Like you know, what I mean, I do like that. Yeah, but I even thought about after Ronda can only go with the four horsewomen. Those are the only people, and then I, an exception for them, I bet you she could probably put on a good match with Bianca. But, like, besides that, like, I don't know if it's just because they have all that WWE experience and just wrestling experience in general, or if it is kind of like that respecting, because Ronda, before she even came into the company, was very high on the force for horsewoman in general. Um, Yeah, this just wasn't that great it was a little better than i thought it was gonna be but it still wasn't good you know what i mean like yeah shots had that one spot drop jumping on the thing like all right that was kind of cool but yeah the ddt i think that's when i text you i'm like yeah shotzi's gonna kill herself <laughs> yeah and yeah, it just it becomes a thing where it's like when you look back at ronda matches like the matches she had with Liv were not good also like uh-huh. i mean not the last one but the one before where she um where she lost to that weird submission thing that they did. Uh, yeah. Ronda was standing. And I didn't hate that ending because it where she tapped out, but they, the rest yeah. didn't see her tapping out or whatever. I didn't hate that ending because it was clever. Um, but just the match itself was like, it just, she doesn't seem to work well with people like that. She doesn't, she doesn't have any kind of like, I don't want to keep saying respect because again, I'm not there. I don't know, but that's just how it comes off to me. Like she just doesn't respect them. Like as far as physicality. So she's just kind of like going to do whatever. So yeah, what they need to do with Ronda is what they did in the beginning match wise is, and I get it because Ronda and I'll give Ronda credit this. She's on TV way more as mm-hmm. a part-timer than like Brock and things like that. So I give right. her credit for that. But like, I remember they trained and re- kind of rehearsed her first match with Kurt Angle. Like, so when she gets the reps in, she's good. I don't think she's yeah. a experienced and good enough to go on the fly. Like her mania match, like obviously it's not gonna probably happen, but like, yo, get with whoever you're fighting, Becky or whoever, and like practice that match. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Totally cool with that. Cause then it's yeah. good. But when you yeah, just exactly. like Rhonda's not at that skill set where I feel you can I get it. You want to trust her because of her background, but there's a big difference between, Hey, you're going to go out there and actually try to beat the shit out of this person or, Hey, you got to hit this, 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 and this. Yeah. Like, cause again, I've enjoyed Ronda matches that I've seen like that. Damn, I match, like Ronda personally. Yeah. And I like her actually. The first match that she had at, uh, was that at mania when she teamed up with the rock or whatever? 
Oh, with Kurt Angle wrestled, against Triple H and that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she wrestled Triple H. I enjoyed that match. And she was getting yeah. pops and everybody loved her and shit. I, obviously, that was her first match, but I, I've enjoyed seeing her in matches. And, and I like her when she's a face and I like her when she's a heel. I like her more when she's a heel because that kind of seems like to be more her thing. But again, you, you got to put someone in there. Like, you need the female Daniel Bryan to, like, get in there and, and work a match with her. like And Mike Ward. Yeah, because that's gonna, you know, that's just gonna make it all the more, you know, yeah, interesting and, and 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 better, for lack of a better word. But yeah, could have been better. We both picked Ronda. I don't think there was any kind of sliver. I think I gave, I think I gave Ronda ninety on the last show ninety nine point nine. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning. Uh, so we're just gonna head and move right along to the triple threat match, which was Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title, dude. What a, what, match. A match. what a match. The first thing I want to do here is give Bobby Lashley his flowers, bro. Bobby Lashley is great. He, that dude is, there's a thing in wrestling where you have to understand that it's very dangerous what they do. Like if you're a casual viewer and you, you watch it and you enjoy it, that that's cool. But you got to understand that at any point, someone can be crippled. Like if you do the wrong thing, an inch, the wrong way if you drop someone doing one of those tiger drivers and their head hits the top it, it, it could be really bad and bobby's so big that you would think that the bigger guys would be like unsafe because they're trying to like you know get in there and get their shit in but dude there's a spot the spot at the end of the match when seth has um austin up in the suplex position and he spears him some I saw some people saying, "Oh, he missed the spear." He's like, "No, you fucking dumbass." He was trying to be safe, like yeah. he got the finish off. He speared Seth Rollins, but he was trying to be safe because he didn't want to kill somebody. Like you don't need to spear Seth Rollins through the stomach and have him fall back like that when he's holding a human being up in the air. So the ending was perfectly fine for me, um, and just he he's it, it always seems to me like Bobby gets abused when he's in the ring like those matches with omas were brutal bro omas throwing him around and that one spot where he hit the back of his head on the ring post like and he he takes it and he's a professional and he's he's super safe and he's he's great bobby lashley rules um so i just wanted to give him flowers for this match but everybody they all work their asses off seth uh my pick one I picked Austin Theory to, re- to get his title back. He got his title back. Um, and and again, at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt Seth. Seth is, at this point, he's untouchable, bro. There's yeah. nothing Seth can do to, there's nothing they can do to ruin Seth's shine, bro. Literally. So, I love this match. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought, you know, Theory gonna win. And it's crazy because two, three weeks ago, we were like, yo, he's done. He's done. Since then, new character gets a title back it's kind of like you know this i feel what we see from theory going forward is going to be what we see of theory in the future there's no more cell phone now you got that briefcase dead dead and gone whatever yeah he lost it but ultimately he got that title um yeah you got to give all three well more definitely not theory because i'm i guess i'm going to credit his youngness here um but even rollins rollins had some sick spots like when he did the curb stomp yeah Jump over theory to get Lashley yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. That's awesome. That was dope. And then he did kind of like an old shield thing where he kept diving through the ropes to get yeah. them both 
then did the flip over and landed it. Then he did the uh, corkscrew thing off the top rope, which I thought yep. was dope. Uh, even Deary, impressive as hell, he picked up Lashley. He didn't get the A-Town down on him, but still picked him up. Yeah, I thought Deary looked uh, really, really good in this match. And he's definitely got a future. He's definitely got a future. Maybe not in the next year, but everyone's mm. got to forget. What's he, like 24, 25? Yeah, that dude's going like, to be world champion. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a world champion, champion by the time he's 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nowadays, oh, yeah. dudes go till they're 50 actively. So he's going to have a lot of reigns. Yeah, I just thought this was great, you know. Uh, and like I said on the pre-show, it's great when you can watch a match, whether there's a heel or a face, and you just don't care who wins because of how over they are. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they could have gone... They could have gone in either direction with this match. It, yeah. Any one of them could have won, and that would have been fine. And it Seth, all would have made sense, too. Like, Bobby yep. wins because he's Bobby. You know what I mean? Yep. Seth wins because he's Seth. He's the champion. And Theory wins because, oh, now he's this new character. He needs to win, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, I just thought this – I really enjoyed this. Like, this was a hard show to pick matches tonight, but this is definitely in contention for it. Because yeah. they – from the second the bell rang, and I was a little worried in the beginning – when, who is it, Bobby just took out Theory, then Seth took him out. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Yep. I was like, Theory wins. Like, yeah, I guess you could say chicken shit heel tactics, but he performed a lot in the match, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a great match. Great match. Uh, I mean, honestly, and if you would have said this to me three, four months ago, these words wouldn't come out of my mouth. I'm excited to see with where we go from Theory, but I'm also excited where we go with Bobby and Seth. Like, do you think this is all done or do you see this maybe this might be one of their main creative things to get through the holidays till rumble season yeah i could see them taking this into january at least because you know right now i don't think they want to introduce too many new angles going into like christmas and shit you know what i mean they're gonna start yeah. new feuds and all that i think they're gonna just carry everything over into next year and then um i guess they're not doing day one this year so you're not gonna have that but they'll springboard the new angles into getting ready for WrestleMania. So I think they're going to continue it. And they can, honestly, because of the way the match ended. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Bobby's going to feel like he got cheated. So he might get his rematch. You, you, you don't know how they're going to do these things. And then Seth is going to want his belt back, obviously. So It's so crazy. No it. It's so crazy to think. This is definitely the longest WWE's going without a show in a while. Because yeah. it's what? Saturday. Another Saturday show. January. Yes. Saturday, January 28th, so literally two months because it's the 27th today. So and that's what? Say again? What per, what pay-per-view is that? Royal Rumble. PLE. Oh, Ro Royal Rumble? Yep, so they're, they're not doing anything till then. Holy shit. Yep, so am I crazy or was Royal Rumble not always in January? Or am I bugging? It always was the end of January. I think it didn't feel like that because of day one. Oh, okay, yeah, because they, they love doing these monthly... Yeah, because the, the, the only reason I know that for sure is because I like how they're doing it on Saturday because then they always used to do it the week between the AFC-NFC championship and the Super Okay. So sometimes it was the first week of February. Right. Um, but yeah, now they're doing it on the Saturday before the championship game. So I like it personally because Royal Rumble is one of my favorite shows of the year. So I get to watch that on Saturday. And then the next day you watch four teams fight to go to the Super Bowl. So just kind of oh, like yeah. a cool that's weekend, cool. in um, yeah, it's fantastic. I love the Royal Rumble. Probably my, it's probably my favorite um, show. Like, it's my. Period. I just love. Yeah. I just love that 
the suspense of the three, two, one, and you get like a person you ain't seen in forever, a surprise entrance, and then you never know who's going to be 30. It's just... Royal Rumble is always compelling. I love Royal Rumbles. And I'm excited too because one, we said I think on the last show this past year's Royal Rumble was just not that good. Yeah. So on the bright side, it can't get any worse. And two, right. it's the first one under a new regime. Right. And there's that yeah, speculation on faces, The Rock is The Rock going to come back during it? Is Cody coming back during it? You know, Ooh, I hope yeah, it's that's, Cody. That's what I'm. That's the thing too that it's weird because it's like. You know he's going to bring somebody back we haven't seen in a while. I feel like they're going to bring Jonah back, uh, a.k.a. Bronson Reed. Yeah. I feel like he's going to come back. But you know Cody's coming. You know Cody's coming back at the Rumble. You know it. Oh, for sure. You know he's coming back at the Rumble. He's probably going to win it, um, which would make perfect sense. And uh, But, again, like how many surprises are you going to load into that? Because there's, plen- there's already plenty of people on the roster, so you just – reach into the bag of uh, fired superstars and just bring back three, four people or, you know, I think this is something we can, obviously we can talk about this when we do a Royal Rumble show, but um, it's going to be very interesting to say the least, dude. Very interesting. It's going to be way better than last year's. Oh, thank God. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm just excited for ever. And then, uh, yeah. So Nick, I feel like I've uh, kind of went first on all of these. So I'll let you start off here if you'd like. Our main event was the Bloodline versus Team Brawling Brutes, uh, which was Seamus Butch, Rich Holland, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. Obviously, we don't need to name the Bloodline. We all know who they are. Um, Both of us picked the Brawling Brutes to win this match, and we were both incorrect. And I'm fine with being incorrect because I thought... So, match-wise, physicality, please... I want to hear your opinion on this when you go. The women's match might have been better. More excitement, I would say. But the storytelling in this was amazing. Like, the thing I liked about it, and I'm going to kind of jump right into it, is Sammy and KO. Yeah. That ending. And what I liked about it was Sammy and KO didn't touch each other once. Nothing like that, right? Until this match, at the end of the match. Yes, they looked at each other, but when Sammy... I thought that breakup of the count was so creative. Grabbing the ref's arm, instead of because he didn't touch KO. Yeah. Then, with the low blow, and I'm a huge fan of the Huluva kick, personally. I think it looks so dope. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we both said we kind of wanted to see that turn soon. I think it's still going to come soon. And the way they presented it, I thought it was good. But even the little things. One, Roman's a G. He had a chair. He didn't have to stand in the cage. I thought that was hysterical. Um, But even the little things, like he grabbed Jimmy. And he's like, no. Like, Sammy, you go. Like, that was dope. I thought everyone on the Brawling Brutes um, looked phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like, even in the beginning, like with Butch and uh, Jay, like just talking shit and all that. Rich Holland, as we kind of compliment him. He looked good in this match. Uh, Solo just presented as the badass again. Like when I think Kale like shoved his face into the thing and he just like ate it and turned around. Like I love, yeah. I just love the presentation of all the performers in this match. Um, yeah, I I really really enjoyed this match. It told phenomenal storytelling. Even at the end with Jay and Sammy hugging after yeah. all of that, like they embrace like Jay embraced Sammy. I should say. Um, even KO with the tribute to Dusty Rhodes was cool. You know, I thought it was a little... I wonder why he wore... I want that shirt. 
Yeah, it's a dope shirt. That's so a dope shirt. Yeah, his cosplay there. Uh, Forum, you know, Drew looked good. You know, he had all those. I think they had a few table spots in there. No one from the top in this one, which I guess the only one that really would have made sense would have been the Usos. Yeah. High uh, flyers in this, but yeah, just the storytelling I thought was phenomenal in this. Excited to see where it goes. Um, I guess we kind of hint towards Royal Rumble. One thing I did read today is that they're leaning towards KO and Roman at Rumble, which I'm cool with. I think that's fine. It makes sense because of the yeah. inevitable breakup of Sammy. So, yes, they feuded. But if you want to get technical, they their last match for the title was Royal Rumble 21. So it's been two years. Right. But um, so I'm cool with that going at because KO, I think, he's kind of got that I made it. Not mentality himself, but with the crowd. Like when he came out, there was, there was always a pop. And I think him and Roman did it. They did the whole grab and just start punching each other. Like, yeah. Just – yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match from a story-telling t- uh, um, perspective. Phenomenal match, in my opinion. Yeah, man. You hit the nail on the head with the... See, for me, the match is all about the little things. Like, the War Games match itself was... It was a good match. I'm not saying it was not a good match. Um, I think Ridge Holland came off great on this as far as physicality goes, and Pete Dunne also. But just the little details of everyone playing their characters to a T, even in the beginning when they came out for their, uh, when when the bloodline came out for their entrance and everyone's posing and doing their thing. And then as they're getting ready to go in the cage, Solo just turns around and he's just staring down everyone in the cage. And that's all he's doing, bro. He's just standing there like, what? And he's just staring them all down while they get ready. And, Jay, you know, Roman decides who's going out first. He sends out Jay. Let's Jay know. Yo, you man. Go. Like, just the way they had Roman directing all the traffic and then the way he was just sitting in the cage, just kind of looking at the floor, like disinterested in, at everything. And then um, when Jimmy was supposed to go out, like you said, when he grabs Jimmy, he's like, nah, 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 you go. You go take care of this shit. Like just all those little things, man, all that builds into the story. Um, the way they kept Sammy and KO away from each other. Again, I'm repeating all your points, but they're all valid. They were all part of the things that I loved about this match. Um, And that ending was, that ending was great. When Sammy catches the hand and then he gets Kevin with the low blow, he just falls into his arms and he pulls him back and he just tells Jimmy like, Hey bro, here it is, bro. Here it is. It's on a platter for you. Go ahead and do it. Um, I love the fact that they finally had Jimmy just completely accept Sammy, throw the arms around him. Like, accept them as a brother this is where now you could actually start playing the angle of sammy you could do a bunch of different things with this either you're gonna have sammy eventually break this group up by being like some type of interloper or like he managed to get himself so deep into this bloodline and this organization that now he's able to like dismantle it or they can just have an angle where he just kind of i don't know if they would do like the um, he's not accepted thing because he now he's accepted. So you're gonna go back to like Jimmy not trusting him. That's gonna be kind of weird. So that's one of the things I enjoy about this. Is like I don't know where it's going, and that's the fun part. That's what makes you want to watch because you're like, okay, well, now what's gonna happen? Because you know, on this show, especially me, I tend to see things, and I've been watching wrestling so long that you could kind of go, okay, well, we kind of know what's gonna happen here, but with this. 
I have no clue what they're doing. I really don't know how they're going to do this bloodline shit, how they're going to end it, how they're going to get the titles off Roman. And it's compelling TV, bro. You got to watch. You have to watch. It is. And what's cool about it is, is that I'm assuming at Mania, it's going to be KO and Sammy at this point versus the Usos. And you can argue. Now, the only, the only way I see Roman, if Roman fights Rock at Mania, like I said, I accept that. I'm cool with it. Hopefully, it's, if and if it's for both titles, whatever. I don't think The Rock's the one to beat Roman. I think Roman would lose it right after that. I think that would solidify that I am well-headed, whatever. But say it's like Roman and Cody, right? And then you, you could argue which pop would be bigger, Sammy pinning an Uso for the tag titles or Cody being the one to beat Roman just because of how this storyline's going. You know what I yeah. mean? And what's cool about this is that it, it brings relevance back to these tag titles because when they finally get those titles off of them, especially the way Sammy's built up right now, if him and Kevin Owens are the ones to take those belts off of them, that pop is gonna bro, that pop that's gonna blow the roof off of whatever building they're in, bro. Like that's yeah. a WrestleMania match, you have to do it. And first of all, the match is it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be a banger. Like it's gonna bang. That match is gonna bang. And when he when Sammy fucking is the one, you know, if he's the one to do it, if he takes the belts off of them, bro, the pop's gonna be huge. Cody's yeah. pop is gonna be also I think it would be neck and neck bro i don't yeah. even i don't even think it would be like cody's is bigger or whatever i honestly i think it would they would both be like at the top of whatever pop level it is i think they would both be up there you got to think ideal situation right is if sammy and ko take the title sammy pins jay right you got to think yeah. that that's what it is yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying like that that's the one thing i want to credit this new regime with credit the most is relevancy to the titles you know what I mean? And they're doing phenomenal with that. I just, so I'm going to ask you this since we have some time before we give our thoughts and it has to do with Roman in the title. So I guess same subject. I'm a believer. I think I'm invested. I I definitely, I'm going to go 80% chance rock and Roman happens at Mania. But I'm also convinced at the same time, Cody's fighting for a title. So I'm, living in maybe my fantasy world there, that the titles are going to split. But now you're working on borrowed time. And yeah. I know we've talked about TLC before. Maybe that's what they're not doing. What do you see, I guess, happening? Do you see a title split? I guess, mostly, do you see a title split somehow? And if you do, how do you see it? This is like a multi-layered question because, yeah. honestly, I feel like you Cody has to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. He has to be. Yeah. Cody Cody has to be the one, bro. It's unfortunate that it's very unfortunate he got injured, but there's still plenty of time if he comes back at Rumble, which I believe he's going to, that they can completely build that up to a crescendo um for for WrestleMania. Um them them highlight of night 2 if they're still doing night 1 and night 2, they can be the main event. I think that they would blow the roof off the place. Cody has to be the one to dethrone him. The Rock, I feel like The Rock and Roman Reigns doesn't need the title. It doesn't oh, need I it. I agree. They, they, the title, it would actually be better if the titles were not involved. Because then if you have the titles, you know The Rock's not going to win. Because then he's going to have to show up for more <laughs> than like one night. 
You know what I mean? And that dude's way too busy. Like, he's just, his schedule is ridiculous. You know, he's got to be eating fucking 27 protein pancakes every morning. He can't be coming to Raw every night. If Roman's not on TV every week, The Rock's not going to be on TV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So it would work better without the title because then you really like, okay, well, shit, who's going to win? Like, you you don't know who's going to win. Um, and that would add more intrigue into the actual match. So I just feel like it's it's got to be Cody. Cody has to be the one to 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 dethrone Roman. And when he do- if and when he does, I've been saying for a while that I want the belts unified. But now it's like there's so much talent on the roster. I don't know if they should just go back to both the the show belts because I'm not like I'm not a hundred percent on that. Like I'm not. I like one belt, one champion, and then the one champion goes on both shows. Like, mm-hmm. he represents the company. Look, you're the man now. You're the one who's going on Good Day, you know, Good Morning America. You're the one going on both shows. You got to show up. You're the man. That's how I feel the champion should be. Um, I think, And I think it would be a dope moment, too, if, like, Cody wins, he unifies the belts, and he brings back, like, the winged eagle belt. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I know you mean, though. You know, I know WWE likes their big giant WWE logo on the fucking belts, but man, what a moment that would be if Cody on wins the belts and then on Raw he takes a blanket off of the podium and it's that fucking wing and eagle belt, or at least like a new design of the wing and eagle belt. Oh, I definitely think I definitely think whoever wins the title next, that's when they're gonna bring back a new design, whether they keep one title or two, but because I think the one title thing on one person could work. You just need a full-time person on it. Because if you notice yeah. their tour schedule, it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So if you work SmackDown, you're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you're working Raw, you do Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. So I see, like, you can do it because you're doing – you would pretty much do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And you, you don't have to be on both shows every week, granted. You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying, too. And I – I kind of like the two in a way because of the there's so much talent. And then you got to right. think bigger picture like USA and Fox. Like, what do they want? They want someone on. So this is kind of that more intriguing TV to kind of see where it goes. But I guess reverting back to the match, like, yeah. So the, it was a phenomenal match. Um, so I could keep going down that rabbit hole for a while. I think any wrestling fan could go down that rabbit hole of what's happening with titles for a while. But let me yeah. ask you, what was your overall thoughts? Grade, number, whatever you want to give it. Yeah, so honestly, since there was – I was thinking about this earlier, and it's going to kind of sound like – it's, it's kind of silly that this would be considered a low grade, but I would give the show a B, a solid B. Simply because of the fact that there was only five, like I'm going like by percents. So like 20%, you know, 20 times five is a hundred or whatever. Um, there was five matches. One of them was bad. So uh, just doing averages, I would kind of give the show a B because um, I did enjoy it. And I, and I feel like a B, you know, 80%. It's fucking good. It's a good show. Yeah. I just didn't think it was it, it it needed just it just needed that little bit to kind of put it over the top. And again, there was no like returns during any matches or anything like that that you could kind of write home about. It was just a simple five match card. You know, you had your two gimmick matches. So it was a good show. I just feel like it was uh I would give it a B if I had to grade it. 
Okay. I, I'm kind of right there with you because of the 80% thing. Except I'm going to give it a B plus. I would say B, yeah, B plus for sure because Ronda and Shotzi, I don't think they brought the card down to the point where it's like, oh, fuck, this thing sucked by any yeah. means. Um, But it was kind of like they killed the high you were on. Like, because it was like, oh, first match was good. Then, oh, AJ and Finn gave like a classic wrestling match. And it's like, and then it's like, well, luckily, three other phenomenal wrestlers went. And then, like, yeah. the storytelling on that. So that's why I go with a B. Plus, but I definitely really enjoyed the show. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know where I'd place it. Now I'm sticking with just WWE here because of their monthly shows. I don't know where I'd place it. I don't want to say at the top, but I don't want to say at the bottom either. I don't know. I guess I'd have to think about it. Like, I definitely think this was better than Extreme Rules. But you could argue, like, would you say this was better than the most recent Crown Jewel? Like, would you? Because they had two pay-per-views this month. So I guess if we want to go to that, between this and Crown Jewel, what would you? I get it. This one's a stip show, and that one's not. I'm actually trying to remember most of Crown Jewel, and I feel like it was kind of forgettable. Mm -hmm. So that automatically puts this better than Crown Jewel. Um, yeah, because the only things that really carry from Crown Jewel, in my opinion, were uh, Logan and Roman. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, again, Crown Jewel was good. I enjoyed Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, I want to, like, I'm, like, I'm looking at the time. And I know I have a my next play at six o'clock, and I'm like, I kind of want to rewatch this fucking show, like I want to rewatch it again because it's just, um, I definitely want to rewatch the the main event, and I want to rewatch that triple threat, and I want to rewatch the first match. So it's like, I didn't really feel like that with the other shows. So this this show, you know, it, it's it's up there. I would put it, it's probably in my like, I would I'm just off the top for the year as far as WWE shows. I'm putting it like maybe like out of 10 like seven mm -hmm. seven maybe six i'd have to like sit there and look at a list of of shows but um it's in the top 10 for me i thought it was a really good show solid yeah definitely uh one we had expectations for i think we could say delivered yeah yeah, yeah. um so for sure but yeah and that's just it's just nuts like in general I can't remember the first time because, like I said, we we do know AEW as winter is coming. That's more of a TV special, but it's crazy to think in the world of professional wrestling we live in that we cover that we're going two months without a big show. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just nuts. Like when does you know that that's what's crazy? And we always say the holiday seasons they die down, which we have some cool things coming your guys' way about that. Oh but yeah. But it's just like. You know, is it? Are we on the inevitable bye week? Because in bye weeks, I guess you would say with wrestling, because of all the holidays. But the way wrestling's been going in twenty twenty two, you really can't say anything. Yeah, and it's kind of cool too, man. Because I've always kind of felt like wrestling should have some kind of an off season. Because man, I agree. These fucking people, three hundred days a year, they're on the road. I think it's three hundred. I think it's three hundred and thirty three days exactly, more or less, more or less, that these people are on the road, bro. That's it's only 365 days in a year. So you're talking about yeah. like 28 to 30 days that you actually have off. And those aren't consecutive. So, you know what I mean? It, I've always felt like they should have an off season and like, you know, it, them not having to work a pay-per-view or build up an angle for the end of the year. I think it's good for them. It'll give them a chance to kind of like rest. Yeah. I always said if I was to do one, 
I would keep Survivor Series like the week before Thanksgiving, like that Saturday or Sunday, and then take off to the first Raw, like after the ho- like after Christmas at least. So you kind of yeah. get that month, because then you do need a month to build up like the Rumble. And then even like AEW, like right now, all right, you just did full gear, have maybe a Dynamite or two, then have like a special, like a winner is coming, and be like, all right, boom, we'll see you guys at the new year. You yeah. know, give all these people the time off. And I think it make the product fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because as much as we complain sometimes as wrestling fans, we know we would miss it after four weeks. Yeah. And again, the amount of money they would lose in doing that is the problem. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly. why it's never going to fucking happen because yeah, that's never. a lot of fucking money you're leaving on the table. But again, now, granted, it's gotten like, better. They rec- they do less house shows. They record the shows before Christmas and all that yeah. shit, um, which is good, I think. Because I think. Look at I want to see the calendar actually. I'm gonna put it up quick before we go. They could always um, do like a best of. They could do like a best of the year yeah. show and, and whatever. So and none of the none of the Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve interfere with any of AEW WWE programming. Cause yeah, the 23rd of December for Friday SmackDown, the 26th for Raw, and the 28th for Dynamite. Right. So I wonder if the twenty. The only one that makes me think is I wonder if the twenty third and twenty sixth episodes of Raw and SmackDown will be taped. Because are they going to travel the day after Christmas and all that? Because they yeah. know it's kind of the perfect predicament with the twenty first and twenty eighth. You have a few days before Christmas and after. Right. So that lined up perfectly for AEW. Yeah, they might actually end up doing a pre tape show. Uh, At least for Raw, I could see. Because I feel like they haven't done that in a while either. So that would, you know. This new regime here, I know Triple H was talking about when he had that Ariel Wani interview, how much, uh, how important it was to like have family and to kind of get back in touch with all that. So, you know, you might see it. I think it would be a good thing. Yeah, but um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. So before oh, yeah. we get out of here, Lou, let us know where we can find you. You already know Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. If you go to Instagram, the Everything Podcast, you will find my Pico link in the description. And from there, You'll be able to find all my goodies. All my social media links will all be there from Twitch to YouTube to Wrestling is Trash to all the different podcast categories to my deco slides for you people who want to get ready for spring. You want to get you some nice slides with the Everything Podcast logo on them. You could get them shits there, too. And uh, yeah, man, thank you guys for joining us once again for the show. Toss it over. Ah, I did it the wrong way. Toss it over. <laughs> And you can follow me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anicelli, but I don't really care about that. I care about you following the show on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash, at YouTube at Wrestling is Trash, at Instagram is Wrestling is Trash, and we're working on maybe a potential TikTok, but if not, follow Louie Beans on TikTok. He'd be posting clips from the episode, some good clips, some laughs in there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening for the past one hour, three minutes, and 20 seconds. Thank you all and have a great day.